Welcome to the Artistic Finance Podcast, where we break down the wall between art and money. If you're here looking for how to be an artist and financially sustain a career, you're in the right place. Keep listening and join us as we learn about artists and how they make money work for them. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Ethan Steimel, here for a special episode 17.3. Thank you for listening. Today's episode focuses on hashtag Red Alert Restart, which is an event this Tuesday, September 1st. Over 2,000 buildings across North America will be lit up red from 9 p.m. to midnight local time in order to urge Congress to pass the Restart Act to provide financial assistance to small businesses and to extend PUA, unemployment benefits, for displaced workers. Here to talk with us about it is our guest, Charles Ford a lighting designer and owner of View Show Design Group in Chicago. His design style is diverse as are his clients and work, ranging from Prince to Carly Rae Jepsen to designing corporate events and industrial shows. Charles is the Chicago Regional Director of the hashtag WeMakeEvents North American Project. Without further ado, let's get to our interview. Welcome, Charles Ford, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the podcast. This is August 26, 2020. So we are amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and then also during the Black Lives Matter reawakening in the United States and across the world. (laughs) Just in case that informs anything we say, you know. Could you give us a recap of your life and your career up to where you are right now? All right. So uh, essentially, I grew up in Chicago. Um, for quite a bit. And then um, around my high school days, I ended up going to Cincinnati, Ohio, which is probably one of the weirdest places in the country. But <laughs> <laughs> um, they, had, they had a really good uh, performing arts high school there. And uh, at the high school, I ended up taking up a lighting design program. It was a really good program. The director there, he toured at Bandit Lights for a long time. So instead of it being more like theatrically based, it was more like touring slash like event based and it kind of gave me a, a really nice like introduction into uh, you know the, the world that I actually wanted to go into. I thought theater was cool and great, but I really liked the excitement of you know him explaining what touring was like. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I did that a bit in high school, and I was you know super super dedicated. I uh, would stay at school until like ten or eleven o'clock at night in the theater. I don't know why they let me stay there, but uh, yeah, that's around Parkans and Lico's, and then. Uh, I ended up getting a job when I was in like the ninth or 10th grade um, that allowed pretty much after school I could go straight there and go work at a theater. So I worked at a professional theater when I was in the ninth grade. And then around the 10th or 11th grade, I ended up working at Vincent Lighting Systems in their shop uh, after school. So it was like three hours a day, but uh, it gave me the opportunity to, to actually have like real equipment because, you know, they would buy the latest and greatest and I got to put my hand on consoles and lights. And yeah, so I, uh, I stuck around with those guys for, you know, my high school days. And um, when I graduated high school, I had a, kind of amassed a, quite a bit of connections around Cincinnati. So I ended up, instead of going to school, I ended up just working at Vincent and then also working at another company called Prestige. And they do mostly corporate shows. Um, so I, uh, I kept working around there. And then randomly one day I got a phone call to go on tour from a guy named Joseph Ferriella. I have no idea like how he found my information, but um 
yeah, ended up going on tour with the band called Mayday Parade, and that was my first tour. And I remember one of the first things I messed up on was I didn't save my show file after programming for two days. So oh no, <laughs> on an MA one because I forget you know there's not you have to enable auto save. So that was a really good first lesson. So oh, no. <laughs> it was one of the weirdest first days of tour ever. It was like oh I don't have a show file anymore, and then the top of our truck, uh, the truck driver like seared the whole top of it off. So it was like. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so that first tour essentially brought me to just you know being connected into the music industry. From that tour, I you know make good friends with the guitar tech on that tour, and then uh, that you know connected me to everything else that I ended up doing. And uh, now we're uh, you know that that was ten ten or twelve years ago now, and uh, now we're in some weird times. And I've got a streaming studio we just started because that's apparently what I can do next. So. Yeah. And so now you're based in Chicago. So are you doing most of your stuff in Chicago or are you touring a lot? Yeah. So shortly after I toured, I really started to realize how bad uh, Cincinnati was. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like a week after my first tour. I'm like, I'm not staying here at all. I'm going to go to Chicago. <laughs> so, go back to Chicago. Because, so I, I, again, I grew up here when I was much younger and then came back. So it's always been home. That's so, awesome. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. Well, cool. <laughs> Could you describe for us your your demographics? I am a uh, black male. Sometimes I call myself pure black male because <laughs> just I'm, I'm I'm fair, you know, fair, very fair skin. So sometimes people are like, oh, what are you, Charles? I'm, I'm black. <laughs> so, um, I am. Uh, how old am I? I'm 29. I'll be 30 in October. Um, I'm extremely single. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> really single. All right, fantastic. For us to learn your creative personality, what is a live event that you like to experience? Any concert that has like a really good like funk band, I'm in. Like, I love it because it's just you know you can get stuck and lost in those moments for forever. So I like that. I like fireworks shows. I don't know why I'm wanting to bring that up, but I like fireworks shows. Okay, fireworks is one of those things for me, like I am like, oh, I don't want to ever go to see Like I'm never like, I got to go see the fireworks show. But then when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Exactly. Or or it's or it's really awful when it's like four minutes long. You're like, why did I come here? I didn't want to come here in the first place. <laughs> this year for the 4th of July, I was on a lake. And so like you're with all these other boats on the lake. And that was like a new way to experience like fireworks for me this year. That was awesome. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great way. We actually... Uh... We ended up a couple of, you know, a couple of friends that, again, this is the first time we've all been home for the 4th of July, like ever for the most yes. part. So yeah. we were like, we're going to go buy fireworks in Indiana because they're illegal in Illinois. And uh, <laughs> we ended up spending a lot of money on fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided we were going to go to, uh, you know, one of our friend's houses and, you know, do this, do this huge fireworks show. We built this, like, launch pad thing. Yeah. Well, we decided we we're going to take all the fireworks, put them on the launch pad, take them to, to this alley and set them off, you know, set them off individually. Well, one of the guys didn't understand that like he's, he got really like this i don't know what happened but essentially he didn't understand that like if you light one firework and they're all close together they will all go off <laughs> and i have to show you this video it was one of the most insane things i've ever been a part of in my entire life but about 80 shells of like you know mortars that are supposed to go into the air exploded in this alley <laughs> it's like a nuclear bomb went off but yeah so i don't think i'll do fireworks anymore personally i'll watch them but it was insane <laughs> that's amazing okay you should send me that video and i i don't want to get anybody anybody in trouble but i could i, I want to like post it with your episode you page absolutely post it. i think that people should be aware of, the, of what can happen so. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> okay um what is a piece of art that you like uh, i would say uh is it the uh Starry Starry Night, I guess. All right. I like that one. All right, here's a little tidbit about that. There's more than one version of that. 
Uh, but we know we all know the one you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna have to go. Google, I was about to pull up Google and make figure out which one is it. <laughs> I, I learned that okay. a couple years ago, and I'm and it blew me away. So I li- I just like to share that with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also post photos of both versions. Gotcha. It might be more than two. Anyway, okay. So now your financial personality. Uh, are you good or bad with money? I would say that I am carefree with money. Yes, but. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I used to have like an addiction to just buying stuff on impulse on Amazon. I stopped after I bought the chocolate fountain. I stopped. <laughs> so that's helped me. And then I've got a business manager that's really helping, you know, help me flow down with those kinds of purchasing and, you know, that sort of stuff. So that's, that's awesome. Um, do you still have the chocolate fountain? So the chocolate fountain died a painful day. Oh, first off, I don't even need chocolate. I just thought <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> but, um, uh, it was one night. It was like me and my roommate a couple years ago. Like we uh, <laughs> we decided to turn it on, and we thought that we could just like let it run all the time. No, like it, it can't do that. It's not supposed to do that. And so we came back the next morning, and it was just like moldy and like <laughs> melted and burnt up. So it, it didn't last more than a night. So, but if you need one, they have one on Amazon for twenty eight bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wait how long ago was this chocolate fountain was this like a month ago or like five years ago uh, maybe like 2016 so not too long ago, yeah, not yes. that long ago. <laughs> okay amazing <laughs> all right so now to shift to COVID-19 and the hashtag we make events and the hashtag red alert restart you you own a design company in Chicago Correct. Um, can you walk us through like how COVID has impacted you from March until now oh yeah it's a great conversation. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, normally again we do tours, events, whatever designs for those. Uh, and I think it was February or no, it was March. It was in March, beginning of March. We had just finished launching a, like a Master Chef Junior tour, and uh, I get home from the rehearsals, and then I get a phone call from the producer a few minutes later. He's like, "Hey, the tour is uh, we're, we're pulling the plug on it. It's done." I'm like, "What's going on?" And then all of my friends started calling, like, "Hey, like all my events just canceled for the rest of the year." Um, and for us, we just saw all of our projects say, hey, we're going to postpone everything by 30 days. And then as those 30 days went by, they all just started to cancel. So literally, we had zero projects for the year. And so, you know, we kind of sat back for a little bit, you know, just trying to figure out what's going to be next to see, you know, what is, you know, what is the industry going to be? I think it was by early May, mid-May, we found that streaming and like live drive-in shows were the only real direction to go. So we kind of took our operation and just kind of pivoted to make live streams not as dull or boring so we ended up uh just kind of doing like a demo show in my living room where we had a few local chicago artists come perform we put a bunch of mega points and a bunch of cameras it was insane but we turned my living room into a tv studio and it looked really good it was really fun because you know it was my living room (laughs) and also the first time we got to do lights in a while and so um it looked good and so a lot of people caught on to that and they were like well that live stream doesn't look like a person, doesn't look like us right now. Right, we're sitting yeah. in front of a screen or a wall. I don't know what that is behind you. Yep, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we really touted saying, hey, look, we can take whatever location and make a studio for you or just make it look interesting. We did quite a bit for Essence Music Fest and another festival we did. Um, but yeah, so that's what we've been doing now is just trying to not make live streams so dull and boring. So we started the studio here where an artist can come in without super expensive, like building a production in, in a day and taking it down. They can just come in and leave in an hour. So that's kind of our, our new model is just to 
at least get artists in front of their fans without having to like sacrifice production. So yeah, that's amazing. And how big is your company? Is it just you? There's four of us that are pretty much just full time. Um, and then we have people that come and go as like programmers and operators and whatnot what we need. So you're all still working there. We've been able to again. Our, our business managers are he was, grew up in Serbia during the war, so he's very planned for everything <laughs> in life. <laughs> he's like, oh, just save as much money as possible. Doesn't let us spend much money in the normal time. So it really helped us uh, survive, you know, through these times. And it's, we're hoping that we can continue that way. We'll see what happens. But oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's that. I. It's a very hopeful, positive story that you're telling. Um, so what are you doing for uh, We Make Events? Okay, so for We Make Events, I am the regional director. I think that's what they're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, I am just helping the Chicago region just figure out, okay, what buildings do we have access to light? Who's willing to help? Um, who needs more information? Who knows other contacts that I can connect with other people? So just pretty much just project managing and trying to get as much or tr trying to get as, you know, as much interest from the buildings as possible. And just letting everyone know, like, hey, look, these are the buildings that are going to be lit red. Can you go down there and take a picture and post on social media? So just trying to, you know, facilitate the whole thing in the region. So it's been a lot of work, but it's been fun. So <laughs> are, you, are you guys taking gear out to light up some buildings yourselves? Well, we were thinking about it. We just we're finding that most of the buildings are architecturally controlled. And so it's almost best to just it's easier to have them deal with it because they just have to put the button while we'd have to get permits and generators and yeah. crew so. Awesome. Yeah. Random question. So I'm actually from St. Louis originally. I'm in New York now. Do you know anything going on in St. Louis? Because I haven't really been able to see. Just wondering if that has entered your... I saw there's like a Missouri slash like Midwest like director somewhere. Okay. There's a whole list that I think they're going to compile and have out in a few days. And I think that that might show what's going to happen in St. Louis. And I think that they're even on their national board. They're just essentially saying, look, if you have a building anywhere, you take a picture of it. That's super helpful. So hopefully, hopefully they do the arts. That'd be cool. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you already answered this, but how can people get involved if they want to get involved um, in Chicago and or anywhere nearby there? It is We Make Events North America on Facebook, and the website is wemakeevents.org. Wemakeevents.org. Yep. And then if you go there and you want to participate, they have a uh, where it says take action there. You literally just fill it out. You suggest what you can do. And um, once you put in your zip code, it figures out which region you're in and it'll notify the person that's responsible for that area. So fantastic. Is there anything else you want to say about the event on September 1st, this upcoming Tuesday? Yeah, just make sure I think that if, if people can really help raise awareness to what the, why the whole country's going red, <laughs> I think that's the best thing to help. I think that, you know, people are going to look up and see like, oh, there's that building's red, but we just really have to be vocal about why. So if people can, you know, post on social media, or somehow walk around the neighborhood and explain what's going on. I think that that would be super helpful just to get more people aware. Yeah, just hang outside from 9 p.m. to midnight and tell everybody you see about what the red is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Do you have any advice or encouragement for live event artists or workers right now? I think it's changing every week. <laughs> what I, what I think should help, but I think that if, if everyone can just stay positive and decent and nice to each other, it's all going to come back eventually, but just let's just stay decent and pleasant and, you know, let's not be assholes on social media. Let's just, let's just, let's just get through this. <laughs> that's all. I feel like that's the best advice right now. Just stay hopeful. <laughs> Last question. Where can people find out more about you? They can go to my Tinder profile or my Facebook. <laughs> no, no, um, if, if, I think that the best place to find out more about me would just go to uh, my company's website. So viewshowdesign.com. And I think that there's like a blurb about me somewhere there. 
um, or just Facebook or just talk to me. I'd rather just talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> just talk to you. Amazing. Yes, View Show Design Group. Okay, Charles Ford, thank you for talking with us. Awesome, awesome. Well, that was fun. <laughs> that was our interview with Charles Ford. My takeaways were always be safe when lighting fireworks. Be hopeful and stay positive until live events return. If you want to help this Tuesday, visit www.wemakeevents.org and sign up to volunteer. And on Tuesday, please make an effort to take a photo of a red building and post with the hashtags hashtag red alert restart, hashtag we make events, and hashtag extend PUA. If my soothing voice hasn't caused you to drift off to sleep just yet, Please find Artistic Finance on YouTube and subscribe. It may seem like an insignificant action, but each subscriber gives me a hit of dopamine and gets us closer to our goal of 1,000 subscribers, which will allow us to run ads on our videos. That's it for today. Until next time, break a leg. Thank you for listening to Artistic Finance. Find more information on our website, artisticfinance.com please subscribe to our podcast and please leave a rating and review. Artistic Finance is produced in New York City by Nicole and Ethan Steinle. Producing consultant Anne Nygren-Doherty. Graphics and website by Josh Cutler. Music by Chong Liu.